First Generation Burden, a series of conversations with immigrants and the children of immigrants. My name is Rich Tu and I'm your host. This is a special two-part episode with some old friends and former guests, Juan Carlos Pagan and Ahmed Klink, the co-founders of Sunday Afternoon. If you're a fan of the show, you already probably know who they are. Ahmed is a superstar photographer who's worked with everyone from Travis Scott, Migos, Vanity Fair, Bacardi, Adidas. We recently worked together on a project that I'm excited to see the light of day. And Juan Carlos Pagan is a designer and typographer. He recently designed the New York Times 50th anniversary Pride cover. He also rebranded the agency Joan and Pinterest, of course. He also made the ADC Young Guns Cube float, which is a pretty amazing feat. These guys are like my brothers, and it was just fun to sit and talk about everything under the sun for a couple hours. It's a pretty free-form conversation. We don't leave much off the table, so this is only the first part. The second part is coming next week. So enjoy the first part of the conversation with Ahmed Klink and Juan Carlos Pagan. Are my dulcet tones coming in? I heard you partied last night. You look surprisingly like, like not hungover. Well, I, I was getting mocked unmercifully for this. I was drinking mimosas all last night. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, they would give me the mimosa plus the little uh, can of Prosecco, but it was uh, Babe brand Prosecco, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, which is my first time. It was a delicious Prosecco. Shout sure. out to Babe brand. And uh, yeah, it was. Wait, who was giving you shit for drinking Babe? That's everybody, <laughs> everybody, literally everybody. It still works, right? Like it gets you drunk, right? It definitely got me drunk. Okay, I mean, it's alcohol. It, it, was it alcohol. works. I'm, I exactly. am like we should stop alcohol shaming. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no like brand. If it, if it's all, it's all if it works, like if it does a Listen, trick, it then, just, then it's, it's all, all pa- good. It's all good. Yeah, but it's all packaging, right? It's all like, packaging. It's yeah. the same shit inside. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's just alcohol. It's gonna get you drunk. Let's stop fucking playing this game. Alcohol shaming is not all right. Whatever gets you there, gets you there. <laughs> Oh, so question, uh, are we shaming everything? Is, are we too much in the business of shaming as a culture yes, right now? absolutely. We're in shame culture. I think we're, there's a lot of shaming going on. So much shaming going on. Yeah, and it's it's weird. Ahmed, should I put my sunglasses on too? I kind of oh, yeah, want to do right. that. Wait, yeah. are we recording? I mean, it's radio. We're currently recording. Oh, it's, I had no idea. I thought we are just shitting, like shooting the shit. Yeah, but that's... but you. Yeah. You know that's how this thing goes. All right, it's okay. It's, I, all, it's all in post. Everything comes together in post. <laughs> Are you gonna edit the fuck out of this? Um, I will see how this conversation goes, and then we'll. Wait, Rich, I think you should put your sunglasses on. It's I radio. Oh, no one can. There you go. Us. That's true. There we go. JC, do you want to put your sunglasses on? I don't have any. Oh, that sucks for you. I, I recently <laughs> got a pair of sunglasses though, because obviously you know it's sunny and shit. Um, right. But I don't like the way I look with sunglasses on. Like I kind of look like an asshole. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah. I does think, this go back to the military haircut that I you think have? that might do like the combo? Uh, the combo yeah, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. not okay for me. Yeah. Like shaved it. head plus sunglasses. Exactly. You basically are a dude in Top Gun. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I, I can't deal. It's too much like, it's too much dude. Yeah. It's too much dude. Too much dude. On my face. So I'm like, I'm going right. to need to reduce the dude. So I, right. I rarely bring <laughs> the sunglasses out. What if you went a full on the other side and got a pair of Oakley's and oh. then just did that where you just like streamlined head completely. What, what if I killed myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, exactly. It's a fair assessment. Right. I couldn't, I could never do that. Or else I'll fling my body hey, off but, of but like but the But think about how American you would look. Yes. Yeah, I'm a, li- I'm a little too brown. <laughs> oh, so getting into the topic of today. Yeah. 
Uh, Ahmed Klink, Juan Carlos Pagan, thanks for joining us today here at the beautiful space of a listening party at Canal Street Market, literally a block away from Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your home stopping grounds. Our also home. mine. Yeah. 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 That's true. We it live is, on Canal. Yeah. We all live on Canal. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for coming today. Um, I was... I am honored again to have you two as guests because for the listener, uh, Ahmed, your episode one, JC, your episode three mm-hmm. of uh, First Generation Burden. But literally, uh, when we recorded those episodes way back in the summer of 2016, it was a different landscape, I think, for all of us. Yeah. Different landscape for me, for sure. I was living in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and I was coming back home. I know, Ahmed, we recorded in a hotel room yep. with the air conditioner on. I didn't even know how to work the fucking thing. Yep. And uh, JC, I know that we recorded in the old Sunday office. Yeah. And uh, the the context of the podcast hadn't even really coalesced by that point. And it was also a pre-Trump era. And then now we've come way on the other side. And obviously our lives are in a way different place. So I would love to kind of catch up. Also have some really hot topic conversation uh, with two really good friends. And uh, let's kick it off by just doing a little bit of a small snippet of uh, where you're from. We can go counter, or we can go clockwise. So, Ahmed, just give us a little bit of a soundbite on who you are, where you're from, and then JC, and then let's just kick it right in. Yeah, yeah. uh, I'm from Lebanon. I was born in Lebanon. Um, I I grew up in France um, before moving to the States. So, effectively... You know, there was a war going on in Lebanon when I was born there, which was not an ideal place to grow up in. Um, and uh, rightfully so, my grandparents and my parents were like, you should probably get the fuck out of here. Um, so I, I didn't do it on my own because I was too young, but uh, they got me out of the country. And then I grew up in France, which was a much better environment. And I learned about a lot of stuff like art and, and things. And that was great, like painting. And, and then I moved to the States uh, in 2007 under the presidency of a lovely Barack Obama. Um, and that was amazing. That was amazing. I Barack the goat. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really, that was a really fun time to actually move to the States. Um, there was such an energy and, and like just like a widespread acceptance of everyone. It felt like, and, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember shooting the, um, the, the, um, the, the party in Harlem when Barack was, uh, was elected and it was just so beautiful there was so much hope in the air and then uh fast forward to uh now we are are under trump and it's weird it's weird uh, <laughs> and uh yeah uh, but uh you know um that's pretty much my my journey that got me to the u.s um i'm a photographer and director and uh also co-founder of sunday afternoon alongside uh, my uh, brother juan carlos pagan which I will let speak now. Uh, that was great. That's intro. I'm not going to beat. I'm not going to beat that intro because uh, I didn't uh, flee a country. I'm American. <laughs> but your grandfather did. Yeah, he left. Uh, but I was fortunate enough to be born in this uh, great nation of my. Uh, uh, this great nation here, America. So born and raised in New York. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm like an art school kid, right? Like I graduated high school, went to you know, Parsons, then Cooper Union, studied typography and graphic design. And that's what I practice today. Um, So that's, that's that. Yeah. Right. Well, just to kick off the conversation with uh, 
with a thought starter and uh, something that I think relates. So what do you think is different about the landscape now currently within the industry? I think you two have done some amazing stuff with Sunday Afternoon and I'm, I'm so honored to be a part of that family. Like currently there is the thought of uh, representation and inclusion within a creative space and how does that affect your current creative lives. I think back in 2016, we were definitely thinking about that for sure, but now it's so much in the forefront. How's that changed the process of what y'all do? Huh, that's an interesting question. I hadn't thought about it in that context, right? Like, I don't think that, um, I don't think it, I don't know if it really changes the way we do our business, right? Like, I don't, I haven't seen a, like a large shift in, the way we operate or structure our, our business one, two, um, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, but like, you know, I don't, when we're evaluating like potential artists who go on the roster, it's certainly a, a thing we think about, but we're like, it's still, are we moved by the work? Um, what I do find interesting is that there's more now to react against like, you know, I think it's a better time, <laughs> this unpopular opinion, I think it's a better time to make art now than like ever before. For sure. I actually agree with that. Right? Like, so if you're an artist today and you're making work, <clears throat> like you have something really to talk about and talk right. against and really scream about. When things are all like good and shit and everyone's happy, it's like right. harder. Like it's, it's yeah. tougher. So, so like <laughs> yeah. people need to seize this moment and really like, like say some shit and like make art that, you know, really captures this moment in time. So so much of a so much of great art was made after you know during war or after war like right after war you know war time just and, tough times in general yeah, like yeah, really yeah. conflicting times are like are right. a point to make fucking great work yeah I think it, it gives everyone something to speak about right and react some like react react against and uh, you know that being said I think that um, do 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 I feel a sense of responsibility towards you know bringing um, light to uh, you know underrepresented artists like if the art is good yes you know if the i think that it's it's um yeah it's a, that's a tough one it's so subjective yeah it is subjective right like Especially when mean, you look at art you're not really looking at a person's driver's license no exactly we're, right, we're, we're just right. looking at work most of the time we get requests you know and audrey sends over requests we're just right. looking at portfolios and sometimes right. you can glean someone's like uh you know antecedents from their from their work but often antecedents right but often not you're just looking at you know, uh, you know, photographs or, sure. you know, films or like illustrations and you're trying to determine whether yeah. uh, the work is good, one, which is super subjective and where it lies within one culture into uh, uh, the rest of the artists on the roster. Yeah. Right? Sure. So there's a, there's a lot of variables that go into like um, who we select to go on the roster. Yeah. And that I think is one of them, one of the many uh, decisions that we have to take into consideration. Do yes. you feel that clients are, do you think that there's more of a focus on what Sunday afternoon does because it is owned by uh, two people of color? Well, the, uh, you know, and it's funny. Like level we, of representation. We, 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 I think we received an email from a client um, and, and they were like, Oh, are you registered with the, uh, you know, New York state? There's like a, some, some kind of program about being um, like a dive, like recognized as, as a diverse company. 
And uh, I was just looking over at the requirements and I'm like, what does count as, as a, an actually, you know, like yeah. diverse company? Like, yeah. And, and, and how do you prove that? Yeah, what that? does that mean? Like, yeah, what does that in mean? their terms. You know, how, you know, how do you prove that? Yeah. Like, that's so interesting. I was like, well, you know, it, <laughs> is it based on an ID? You know, like, are right. you like, is it based on your name? Is it based on, what is it, what is it based on? Because JC has an American passport. He's born and bred in New York, but sure. like, you know, and apparently that doesn't count. Like it's, right, that might not count. Oh, right? that doesn't count. Well, we don't know. Like, oh. we, we honestly, to be fair, like let's like be honest. We like we didn't like look too far into. Yeah, it. we got the email, <laughs> and then, and we, then didn't we scrolled. We, that we got the far email. Down. We scrolled a little through, and then we fucked off and like. Kept <laughs> no, but it, it did. It did spark. So like, we should maybe not. No, you know. we shouldn't spark. But it sparked conversation. Sparked conversation. Yeah, about what does you know what does actually. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Like, right, we were joking about, like, we turned it into a joke. Like, do we, like, skin, like, do we send, like, Pantones? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like, this is, like, my Pantone. Right, of, exactly. Like, you know, do you have to uh, take a swab test and then just send them right? uh, like, my some 20, saliva? What's can, going on over there? I can there? send them, like, screenshots of my 23 and <laughs> Yeah, it's right me. Which is, honestly, that's what... Have you ever like, done that? That's way, it, that would be one way of doing it. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. Like, that's one way, like, it's really... Yeah, it's really, here's my lineage. Yeah, for sure. You can try that. Yeah, try that. You know, I think... but. There's there's also another thing like I think that if 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 I personally as an artist can inspire you know like kids growing up in the Middle East or in Lebanon or anywhere right. to which is the bigger point right which is the bigger point right like I think that there's a scene in New York but there's also the scene outside like the in the world like I think that growing up I had no idea what the fuck was going on here you know of course you hear about you know Basquiat's and Warhols and like all this stuff but sure. if, if 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 you can inspire someone who's far away into you know it's like hey you can make a living out of being a photographer and you can photograph travis scott one day right or wh whoever whoever travis scott ends up being in, in 30 years from now um i think it's do like that's cool He'll like probably think, continue to be a millionaire 30 years from yeah. now likely i think that's cool you know like if you can inspire if you can inspire you know kids that that are growing up in in and you know in lands that that seem inaccessible like yeah, like sure. that that new york life could seem inaccessible but yeah for sure i i, I also truly believe that like I, I really really believe at my core that you can't be what you don't see right, right. so i i maybe, what does that mean well like you know i've been fortunate enough to like see people that look like me in positions that i'm currently in. right yeah. right so it makes that, it makes that sort of leap easier so if we could represent that to someone else, great, right? Yeah, but like our absolutely. priorities are making great work. Yep. Right. Like really, like a, like I wake up every morning. I don't think like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a I'm a minority artist. Like making, I, I think like right. I need to make great right. work because I, I that's a who I am and like yep. yeah. that's what I think about and like I want to service my clients. Yeah. So, like those are my day to day like priorities. And if I represent something to someone else that looks exactly. like me, like rad, that's cool. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then I think that's that's where, you know, like traveling and giving talks and and sure. and, and spreading the, you know, your your kind of point of view yeah. is is important, right? Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, that Rich, you travel a lot, JC, you travel a lot and Right. You you you, you both travel a lot too. Though. I mean, I do, I do. I just don't. When's the last time you were He's in just Milan? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah you're in Milan, Milan but, all but, the time. But I don't, I don't, I don't speak. I, I, I just shoot. I guess, like you know, like I think that 
you know, <laughs> give me love, give me emotion. Now, now, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> exactly. I've been outside with you. I know that's not what you do, but that's my but that's interpretation. That's super important, right? Like yeah. you're out there making work, making great work. Yes. Uh, and people, like that, that to me is maybe more important than giving lectures. Like giving lectures are great, but like most people who have, like if you're on the, like, the circuit of people that are talking, mm-hmm. like you start realizing like very quickly that everyone's full of shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> People are full of you, shit. You need to work yourself. Like even like That's true. you know, I look at I, I listen to talks that I've given. And I'm like, do I really believe that still? Yeah. Like, is that really the right thing to say? Like, am I full of shit? And I does think, this mean we're full of shit right now? I, I think <laughs> a little to, bit. I think to some point we're all full of shit because like we're all salespeople at some point. Right. Sure. So there has to be like a full of shitness or like a bullshitty aspect to it. This I is, remember. Yeah. I remember when I was in the Philippines like a month ago, yep. and then I haven't been back to the Philippines since I was uh, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And then that became kind of a story within, every every speaker there had a, a bit of a narrative, but that became my narrative while I was there. And then seeing so many Filipino faces, so, seeing so many brown faces out in the audience that were looking to all the speakers and presenters like, that could be me one day. That was a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. But then also talking to some OGs like um, AJ Demericot or uh, Dan Matutina, who's also won uh, YG, YG11. Yeah. And uh, we won the same year. You won? Oh, that's true. You did win the same year. Yeah. And I was talking to them. I was like, who are the OGs doing it out here? Who are like the George Loises or the Milton Glazers or like the R.O. Blackmans, like those type of guys? And they were like, oh, we're the OGs. And they're, you know, in their late 30s, early 40s, like me, um, 38. And it kind of blew my mind because it made me realize that only now is the community within Southeast Asia organizing um, and also like putting together their own forum for discussion within their own context. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and then to open up the, the world lens and, you know, myself being, um, having the privilege to be a little bit of a part of that opening of the aperture it just it blew my mind to see like that that type of community being formed really at the ground level Mm. but then even here like we're on canal street like we're saying but we're living you know post warhol post basquiat because this is their stomping ground and then post you know post all of that like new york's gone through so many different waves we're just part of another wave yeah yeah probably the fit whatever 10th wave yeah exactly like the 110th wave yeah sure yeah yeah like back to like george washington crossing the potomac and shit i think it's cool like um talking about going back where where you're from you know i think that yeah i go back to lebanon and i'd love to you know do something there in terms of that like whether whether it's you know a show or something like that i think that you know being a physical presence in the space like in the country where you're from is 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 amazing it's yeah. a, and it must have been a, a such an experience for you i think it always is for me yeah um, well i wanted to cry every day oh i bet <laughs> it's crying you know what i find interesting i'm i'm, I'm glad we brought up basquiat because i was watching a documentary on basquiat like three nights ago remember i came to the mm-hmm. office and we chatted about it yeah um and something like he's without question like in my humble opinion like the most influential and important artist of like the last couple of generations, right? Um, and he never wanted to be like known as like it's according to the documentary. It seemed you know people close to him, like his family members. He didn't want to be known as like like a great African American artist, right? You know, a black artist. He he wanted to be just a fucking great artist. Mm-hmm. And his presence, just being him, just him being 
like a black man making great art is almost it you know it's it's it provides so many young people like myself as like like a beacon right yeah. he was just this person making he is great a, art. he is this person yeah like and that's why like, he wasn't trying to like do it in like this sort of like category he was just trying to be great right and make great work uh and that's so interesting and for you you see it and you you you're like you see it's possible oh absolutely yeah 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 like i remember seeing did you did y'all see the the frida exhibit at the brooklyn museum no by chance i don't go to brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah because you weren't partying last night so obviously you don't go to brooklyn don't don't cross the river yeah i don't (laughs) They don't let me in. They don't. Let you me know. Oh, yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, you didn't. You don't show your Brooklyn card. Right. No. Yeah. Go. Go. go it's. It's going there is fine. It's going back. That's weird. Like I. Th- I feel like there's no easy way out of Brooklyn. <laughs> All right. I think every time you go back, you lose a phone or something. Yeah. Brooklyn, no, there's, there's Bro- no, Brooklyn dude, today breaks my heart though. Oh why? I don't know. I'm a New Yorker, so like Brooklyn <laughs> today just felt with like 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 you know beards and too much money, like <laughs> and, like craft like craft beer guys with beards yeah. and undercuts and a lot of money. And, yeah. Like I, I, agree I grew that. up in New York and it was different. That's all I have to say. That's true. Well, gentrification, gentrification is, like kind is of the devil. In a way. In some it, way, yeah. It just bums me bums me out. Like I'm sure it's good for like a certain group of people. It's yes. just not like I don't enjoy it. Sure. You sure, know? sure. It bums me anyway, out. Anyway, about what about that Frida exhibit? Oh yeah, what the hell was my point? Oh, like the with the Frida exhibit relating to Basquiat, because hearing Basquiat, I, I think like wow, here's I agree, he's like possibly the most influential artist of our time um the work has gone through like the 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 p- even past cliche lens where it's like copied spit out recopied and then everyone knows it and everyone just thinks it's this thing without understanding the cultural importance of it mm. but then for and also for frida she went through you know the kind of in the cultural lens spit out copied spit back out you know um, but for her, no one understands the underlying darkness and the emotional turmoil that a lot of her work and her life truly had because they see a lot of floral prints. And then for Basquiat, they think like, oh, um, a naive sensibility. Um, it kind of gives people um, hope that they can also create with a naive sensibility. So it kind of open up that door. Sure. Like, you know, what what do you what is it post post drop like what does it post drop and like what does that influence mean when when everyone knows what it is but also the artists themselves they came from a different place when they were creating it mm-hmm. yeah i think oh. i think that it's it's interesting right because i'm so glad i found that through line i was really wavering for <laughs> i was really like kicking in the water for a hot second that was a dog paddle if i've ever fucking done but uh no it's interesting it's, I, I do think that sometimes art is is being made in the moment Right. Yeah. And then whatever life that piece of art takes afterwards is sort of like out of your hands a right. little bit. Right. Yeah. I don't think we should try to post rationalize uh, a lot of the art that we make. I think that's a little weird. And I think that it, it, it gets in a weird, I don't know, it's, a, it's almost like a weird, it's a weird space. Right. I think. And you see that a lot on social media. A lot of, you know, some, some people post art and they, and they and they talk about how this photograph was made, and right. I was like, "Do do we need to know that?" Or it was just a cool moment, and you press the shutter. You know, it's yeah. like how much of it is post rationalization, and do do we really need to know if the wind blew that way or this way? You know, but does post but does post rationalization is that the need for content for, for the desire for people to talk about it? 
I yeah, I mean, but it's just photography, just you know, right. I, or it's just it's art. It's you know, I don't know. I don't I don't know how you guys feel about this. Like, do you- I I'm, I'm I'm of two minds, right? I think like, you know, it's like walking into a museum, right? Like you, if you want to read the didactic material before you go through someone's work, that can contextualize the art in in a way that makes sense like the viewer's mind mm-hmm. and yet maybe you just want to have a very visceral experience with the work and it should speak to you in a guttural space and like level mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um so that's that's those are two opposing things perhaps they should both be in existence right and yet um maybe the artist shouldn't be the one like writing the sort of more didactic material for their own work maybe that sure maybe that should the analysis be, should be left to perhaps maybe that maybe that's what you're talking about yeah i I think so i I think so a little bit i think that you know but that being said i think that social media provides such a platform that you feel like the need to talk about it because it is a essentially a digital gallery i mean it's called a gallery right right Right. so and you don't have no like you don't have a curator writing about each of your posts no of course so you're you're functioning in a way as that curator and the artist at the same time which puts the artist in a very interesting position yeah, yeah, I would probably a position that's never been. I'm writing that down. That's probably a position that's never been, right? You know, in, ever, in existence, in existence before. before, right? Because before I would work with, if I made, yeah. you know, paintings, I'd work with a curator. They sure. would write them like all the language, and I would just show my fucking work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is definitely interesting. I, I, I think I'm more of the school of like just show the work and let you know people digest it and 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 absorb it in the way that it feels true to them yeah you know that's valuable yeah yeah i think and yet it's probably you would agree that it's important for the artists to know enough about their work to write and speak about it in an intelligible way yes of course right with you know with minimal bullshit (laughs) right 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 yeah yeah How, how important do you think it is for an artist currently to manage their their image and their output and the persona that they put out there. Yo, it's super important. Yes. It is. Like I, it's sad but it's super important, right? And it's more important now than ever. I I'm actually in admiration of some artists that I've recently met and their ability to sort of like manage that part of their career cuz it's a, it's it is a skill set. Yes. And you it's something that should be like considered and thought about. Uh, as obnoxious as that might be, like the people that are successful that I know in that space, think they're thinking about it, and they're it's something that's very deliberate. Right. Yeah. Um. How much do you think that that's going to shift, or what's the escalation of that? Because it hasn't, it hasn't toned down. We only have to curate even more. Do you yeah. think that 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 tightness is going to loosen up, and then all of a sudden there'll be an anti-curation space? That's interesting. There's always like a reaction against the thing. Yeah, of right? course. There's like you're always going to get a reaction against it. So right. I think the trend line, if you're looking at it just from like a, you know, like a trend line perspective, it's what you said is accurate. It's mm. continuing. But there will be a you know, dare I say a tipping point where in which there will right. be a reaction against that. And yeah. what that is, we don't know yet, but it's right. going to be super interesting to like watch. Yes. Sure. I think that uh, if you, unfortunately, if you are an artist in our day and age, you can't just, you know, you have to be vocal in, 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 in some way, whether it is through imagery or whether it is through words, mm. you know, you have to, you have to be, you have to be vocal. And right. Otherwise you, it's almost like you, 
you don't exist. But it's so because everything kind of lives in the moment. Yeah, sure. you know, like in the like, there's an immediacy about, hey, you haven't put you haven't put out like work in two weeks. What the fuck I know. Like, what I feel you? I feel bad about that stuff. For right. Sure. Like I suffer from the guilt, the social media guilt, constantly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I was I was talking with one of my assistants the like when we were on a shoot and. Uh, and he was like, do you think if you stop posting on social media, you just stop getting work? And I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. I mean, I would, part of me, listen, part of me would like to think that my work is good enough and that I am established enough that I would still kind of get work. But the other part of me is like, nah. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so I'm going to get, like, really nerdy here. Like, there's actual, like, data, right? And we have some of that data at Sunday afternoon. Like, we know when, like, art, some of the artists are frequently posting, mm. they get more, Shit. they get more, like, requests. Oh, and really? They slow down on their posts. And, and you compile that what? data yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Like, you know, we speak to Audrey and like, yeah, when X artist is posting regularly, they're getting hit up yeah. all the time. Got and when it. they don't, it slows down. It's like, it's not, uh, like, it's, it's we're not tracking it from like a, in, in an Excel seat. We're just seeing the, the the influx of like requests. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, and as it relates to uh, frequency of posts. Right. That being said, they're, they're, each artist kind of have their own like kind of timeline. You know, so sure. some people just post like if you post every week, that could be a timeline. If you post every day, that's another timeline. I, it, it seems to be like whatever your audience is expecting from you, like if they know that you don't post every day, they're not going to be disappointed if they don't see anything that right. day. You have to you set know? precedent. <laughs> yeah, I think so. you're right. Like I think you are I think you make a good point because I think certain audiences are like expecting if you teach right. them that you're going to post every day right. and you don't, then right. like, they might peace out. They might peace out, exactly. But if that's... if. If you teach them that you post every other week, then yeah, like, that's, oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't, I, you know, you don't post that often. Like, no, I, I I'm really uh, irregular. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I, I, that's a very deliberate decision. Yeah. I don't want people to get used to uh, me posting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. really? No, I do not want that because that's one too much fucking pressure on me. Too uh, much pressure. I agree. I want to spend more time. <laughs> you, in- you are in that space, Rich. Oh, whoa, posting every day. Uh, I like to hit the story pretty right. often, yeah. but then I'm posting like maybe three times a week. Oh, that's way more than I do. I'll do like like once or twice, like twice a month. As well, as as this is going on the gram right now. No, I'll, I just need to capture content <laughs> yeah. for the okay. for yeah. Don't don't let my my picking up of the phone be a distraction. You just point. threw us off. <laughs> oh really? Oh, it, it was kind of meta though because we were talking yeah, about talking posts about and we knew I know. that that was going to go on the internet. Well, I need well I also need content for like in the booth because I don't have that stuff. But do you, is there fear that you're going to leave the algorithm? Listen, I I, oh, I mean the fear no like is it. Something that I th- I thought about. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I'm Gee. like, all right. Well, this is this might. I think about it. It's fun. it's fun. Lately, I've been thinking about it as like distillation. Like I kind of get more excited the more people like unfollow me. <clears throat> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because it's kind of like it's it's <laughs> yeah. like if you think about it like whiskey. You're yeah. Distilling it down like to the people who really 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 want right. your content versus playing right. this game where like I'm gonna follow you and if you don't follow me back I'm right. gonna go, like fuck the, I I want people to unfollow me and I want the people that are there to like really engage with the, like the shit that I'm making. Right. Distillation right now in my head is more important. 
I'd rather have higher engagement people digging what I'm doing and have a smaller yeah. uh, a smaller following. A small, yeah. That makes sense. That I think that sense. makes perfect sense. You yeah. know, I, I think that, you know, that being said, I think that we, I don't know, when we, Instagram came out in what, like 2011? Sure. 2000, something like that. I think that we were, all of us pretty early in our career, right? Right. Like, and obviously played a role in, in defining, you know, whether we want it or not. It, That's true. That's you know, true. Like it, it, it did play a role, you know. I, do I want to think that we are all good enough to to have careers without Instagram? Yes, I right. do. <laughs> I, I think the beauty of what Instagram did, um, at least within my experience, is that it gave me um, a reason to exercise daily, mm. like my, my creative yeah. abilities. And then in taking on that exercise, I came to understand like what I'm really good at mm. and then also what my holistic energy is because then it gave me like a visual toolkit where I'm still using it to this day. Like yesterday I was making sketches for a project outside of my day to day because I just do too much shit, right? As I'm sure that we all do. And then I'm still pulling from all the stuff that I've made over the years right. just as raw parts and raw materials. It's like I built, I felt like I built like so many, you know, Uh, it's like having cars in a garage that aren't like fucking finished, mm. but I can just like, oh, I'm gonna take this carburetor from here. I'm gonna take like um, the wheels from here. I'm obviously not a car guy. And then I'm gonna take like, you know, the spoiler from this thing. I'm gonna put like three spoilers on this motherfucker. Three spoilers? Yeah, which sounds <laughs> That's amazing. That's a wild looking vehicle. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, th also I think that, you know, if, if you are a, a younger, you know, not yet established artist, right? I, I still do think that you need to go out there and meet people and shake hands and kiss babies because, yeah. mm. you know, Instagram's not going to replace any of that, right? Like, yeah. I think that liking a photo or dropping a comment is not exactly the same thing as, like, going to, like, a talk and, you know, asking questions and right. being being curious, right? Like, I think that's really important. And yeah. and I think we all did that. And, you know, we, we used to do that. Like, I, I, don't, want, I don't want people, you know, or kind of like the generation after us to kind of forget about that. I think it's it's really important to do that. Yeah, I think it's also important to like, like have a community of people. Right, right. Right, like we were, you know, t you know, in all fairness, we were friends way before, yeah. like That's before true. Instagram. That's very and true. I, I was aware of your work before like Instagram and right. I was like Likewise. a fan before Instagram and like we were going to each other's like openings right. and like right. shows and like celebrating each other's victories. Right, and, right. Like, right. That Because was, it was a community. Because our director's was a club, right? right? Like the art director's club was a, is a great community. Sure. It, and I, I, yeah. I think that's More, more important. Yeah, right? uh, arguably so. I mean, I think these all these social media platforms are trying to replace communities, right? Or, or like in yeah. some ways. Like I was having this very conversation <laughs> with my buddy Brian because we both... So <laughs> the question he posed to me, which I find uh, something I've been thinking about for the past few days, is is the the fallacy of like social engagement replacing mm. like, oh, yes. their like real engagement. Yes. Me meaning like, oh... I haven't seen Rich in like a couple of weeks, but I like liked his post, so we're good. <laughs> right. Versus like me just being like, yo, let's get up and have like a beer and I want to like, see the work that you're making and yeah. catch up like that. Catching up IRL like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And like me like thinking because I liked your like posts and so your stories right. that like we're good and I like I know what's going on in your life, which is yeah. it's dangerous. From, it's super dangerous. It's super dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because like you can you can think you can trick yourself into thinking that you're like still in contact with like people, right? But, you but you're know, really not. But you're, you're not. not. Right. It's not going to replace you know something that we like about you know having our own office on Canal and like our own space is like it's open all the time for anybody to that actually do want to stop by. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I love and, stopping by. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like cool. Time. Yeah, yeah. It be super cool. That was that's kind of like you know a big part of like having the space, right? Right, is having like the artists come by and like make stuff and share ideas and like you know jeff takes full advantage of it i, I love the fact yeah. that like jeff is like he like he will just like park up in there and make work and shit and super <laughs> shout cool. out to jeff levy yeah man um i, I really like that a lot so, yeah he yeah. comes and works you know i i think every obviously every artist has like their own headspace right but right you know we and we want people to come by and like I, I think that it just adds to the to the value of like you know like engaging in, 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 in real time and talking yeah. about art and like, hey, what do you think about this photo? Hey, what do you think about, you know, this piece of graphic design? Like, do, do you think that's cool? Like, I think JC yeah. and I like talk about that like a lot, you know, yeah. like we just yes. just having a pair of eyes like is, you know, when it's not perfect, you know, having a look at the art when it's not done, when it's not perfect, when it's not perfectly created is, is valuable, man. Like, sure. I think like, you know, a lot of the people see the end result but it's not always been like that like there was a moment where it wasn't perfectly right Mm, you know and yeah it's like (laughs) it's like cooking yeah right like it's you know it's it's not the final dish sometimes like the fun part yeah eating it's amazing and delicious but the Mm -hmm. fun is like getting together with your friends and like putting the spices on whatever oh yeah having the wine while it like sits in the oven and then like opening the oven and checking on it right like like, you can make the equivalent of like might as well not eat it it's cool yeah it's so cool cool, right like you're so with your friends and you're doing exact like that's really great i'm actually i'm actually very honored to have had that experience with both of you very recently Mm -hmm. in history because uh jc when we did that powerade logo stuff from momentum and then ahmed when we did that undo shoot which was wild yeah Uh, then it was like constantly like constant free flow energy just trust and then you know it's like checking on it and seeing oh is this good is this good i don't know what do we think do we feel good about this but then also the openness to be like no this is wrong or this is fucked up right you know and i'm receptive to that type of feedback from people i trust so sure sure. i love that i think it's you know it it gets it's hard to get to to a place like that yeah between between artists and like yeah like if you tell me this sucks i'm just gonna be like all right I was like, <laughs> cool, yeah, it, like it does. Like I trust you, you know, I trust your, I trust your judgment, I, t- I trust yeah. your taste, you Likewise. know, I think that, yeah, like a hundred percent, you know, and I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So question um, about the art that we create. So um, I think you two have created some uh, great work over the years um, individually as well as through Sunday and like mm. everything um, within that space. Uh, do you feel that there's permanence about any of that work? Like, I know that you guys have done some, like, you know, I think your Travis photos, Ahmed, have, like, sat on, like, a, so many mood boards by this point. Right. And also, JC, you know, we talked about the Pinterest stuff before. Like, that's, you know, like, and also, like, um, even, like, the project you did for Joan. I thought that was mm. so beautiful. Mm. Like, is any of this based in permanence? Or are, have we given into the, the disposability of creativity i think two years is a long time man and these travis photos are two years old and yeah I, I think in our day and age two years is it's a long life it's a long life you know and i think that the fact that it's still out there is cool yeah um so so 
if I can make a photo that people still think about, you know, two years later, I, 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 I'll, 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 I'll take that win. I think that the fact that it's also, I'm still proud of it. And the fact that it still sits in my book, you know, right. I'm, I'm proud of it. And I think that, you know, I never try to go into a shoot thinking that like, I want to make a photo that lasts forever. Like I, I, like I go in every photo shoot trying to get one photo that's going to be iconic. I, th- I really think that maybe it's, and it's not always achievable, obviously. Right. I think that, but you have to set that standard mm-hmm. it, because if you, if you, if you don't, then I also think that you're not like taking yourself as highly as you should. Be, I 100% you know? agree. I think you have to set the bar like high do like, I'm going to create something that's going to withstand the test of time. Right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I aspire to make work that lasts that long. And yet, I'm not entirely sure I'm always successful. In fact, I think um, there's a good argument in that like the large majority of what I've done can be described as disposable, right? And that's okay because I think at least it captured me at a moment in time, right? Like this is the kind of work I was making in 2012 or 2013 and 2014. And some of that is going to be disposable and it's not going to hold up. Right. Um, But some of it might, and that's great, you know, and that's what I aspire to and i want right. to make i want to make all my work iconic and yet it i might fail along the way sure yeah i think I, but again it's accepting of, that's okay yeah, you have you know? it's so yeah it's okay yeah it's you okay know, it's okay yeah. i think that uh, you know we all go through through phases and evolution in our work right and, and you know some of it is is going to be a little more disposable some of it might be a little more iconic i think that you have to be okay with that Right. Yeah, you have to be okay with you know you have to be okay with that. And again, like I was saying, I think things get out of your hands once you put the work out there. I was about to mention that because I agree. I think you don't really know sometimes what's going to like really be like, like what is going to resonate with a large like group of people. Yeah, you don't right. Like there's certain work that I have that people like really really resonate with. That I was like, wow, I didn't think people were going to like that was going to enter the collective consciousness that way. Right. And it depends on so many things. There's so many other variables outside of yeah. you. Yeah, of course. So I. Yeah, I, I think you don't know. You put the work into the world and you let it live another life. Right, you do. You have to, you, you know, it's almost when you you set it free and then you see you what happens. You set hap- it free. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah. Just let it like go and you, see, and you see what happens, you know, and I think that if people, I think that that, that photo of Travis flying resonates with people yep. because it does represent. People a, always talk about it when they're in my office. You know, it does represent who he is you know i think that it's sure. a photo that represents what or at least what people think travis is or right who he is, right mm. like i think that it yeah i think that and again it's not up to me it's up it's to it's up to other people looking at it i think richard avedon was always <laughs> he people were like oh your portraits are so deep we can see in the soul of people and he was like that's you <laughs> sure I just photographed the surface. Sure. You're seeing it. You're seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think it's different with, obviously it's very different between like design and photography. I think design, unfortunately has a disposable component to it, which I think is a, is, isn't, it's a bit of a bummer. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's a byproduct of all these like like social media platforms to some degree because like right. if you look at the work of like Saul Bass and Herb Luballin mm. and Doyle Young, like these these icons created work that to this day still holds up. To me, that's what really good design can do. Right. To this day, I can show you like a like I can if you just 
Google saw bass. You're like, all this is so dope still. Yes, that's right? true. And that's the, the effectiveness doesn't go away. The, the craft, yeah. the concept and the, um, and the effectiveness hasn't gone away. Right. And like when I'm, when I'm making work, I think about that. Like trying to like at least push myself to play at that level. Lance Wyman's like like sixty eight Olympic stuff is still the like the dopest. Like, yeah, yeah thing that's ever. true. Right, that's I true. like that. I mean, you have to you have to put yourself at that you know try to be at that level. And that has to do with like collective like like a collective ownership because graphic design like enters the space and people collectively own, like decide that like that that's a part of society now and we like recognize that and we own it. Right. Like, and that's why you, you see all this backlash when people like do redesigns of like identity systems. You yeah. have like all these people like, what the fuck are you doing? Because you're taking, oh, here's the better version of right. it. Right. And then you get people, here's the, my version of it. Right. And the backlash has a lot to do with the collective ownership of right. design because you're really putting it out into the world and they make it theirs. Right. You right. know, I, I see some of my work in the world now and it's out of my hands. Yes. Right. Yeah. And yeah. if you try to change that, I'm not going to be a, like, I'm not going to be mad because yeah. I got paid for the project and I did the best that I could. But collectively, the collective consciousness of people are going to be like, uh, what are you doing? Why are you taking this away? I'm used to this. It's part of my life now. So what do we think about that? Like, even when you think about uh, the petition to to reshoot Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Or the petition to... to re- <laughs> I have, seeing no, a, I have strong yeah. opinions. It's done. Yeah. yeah, I know it's done. Or, or yeah. even how there was the backlash against um, The Last Jedi um, because there is that, that element of fandom. I know that graphic design is slightly different because it... It's not necessarily fandom, but it's different. It is very different. The reason but, it's different because, like, but the communication the, around it, the, the, the pieces of literature you just mentioned, like, has, like, not well, maybe not Game of Thrones because George hasn't written Winds of Winter yet. Sure, but like most of that has like literature attached to it and writing that like the fans have latched onto. The graphic design doesn't have that same sort of element, right? Like, but, but there is a connection to like the brand theoretically, right? And that's and I think we're talking about similar things in that like. You know, when let's say I design something and that becomes a part of like a brand and that brand seeps into collective consciousness. Right. Right. And you try to take that away from people. Um, then there's an uproar. Yes. yes. And there's an uproar because there's a familiarity with it. But they've yeah. also accepted it as a collective like this is a part of like us. The Tropicana redesign is a good example of that. You know, like when uh, I forgot Ar- Arnold, the Ar- Arnell group redesigned the Tropicana like a while a, I don't know, years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they went back to the original packaging. Yeah. Uh, whatever you think about the design uh, is, I'm like indifferent to. I don't care. What I think I find really interesting is how people associated like Sunday mornings breakfast with their families to that packaging, and you like ripped that away, and that almost became like personal for people. It does, yes. And that's right. how the power. And and at the end of the design. day, it affects dollars. Yeah. Which yeah, there's a bottom line component. There absolutely. is a bottom line component, absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's it's wild the, the power. You know the power that. You know, and especially even more so nowadays because a lot of these brands are lifestyle brands, right? Right. And they, like a lot of these. But Tropicana is it's, now. Oh, like when absolutely. you think about it, it's, it's, a, it's a Sunday morning lifestyle. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's fucking orange juice. Right. right. I was drinking mimosas last night, guys. <laughs> and uh, I you? would not have existed without orange juice. And right. was it Tropicana? Uh, I... <laughs> Can't say because I literally don't know. It's a Sunday morning it lifestyle. It's a Sunday morning lifestyle, but it's also a Friday night lifestyle as well. It was. Yeah. <laughs> for I, had to, I had to be ready for this. I, I, I couldn't be uh, upside down uh, in, in my you know, but, you know bathroom. I think that's a really good point. I think also a lot of what JC talked about also resonates through through um, 
not necessarily brands, but I mean, like MTV, for example, right? Yes, what, yes. what, what, what that logo means to a generation. Well, yeah, that's, that's definitely something I can speak a little <laughs> bit about for sure. It's, it's so funny being in that space at, at MTV where you are really playing with people's, uh, emotional histories and their, you know, their, their childhood memories. Even back right. when I was at Nike, I remember thinking, wow, I'm, I'm injecting my creative energy into a person's psyche and like I am creating a new memory for them. Good. Like where I remember, I remember the first pair of sneakers that I ever bought um, with my own money and I still have the box at home. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's a deep thing. And, it, and, and you did that because I was on a shoot in Atlanta And I, oh, that's right. And I, and the hay pennies were, yes. The, and I get into the Uber and, and you were on a wild know, and out shoot. Uh, yes. And I was going on a wild and out shoot for MTV. Right. And, and my Uber driver picks me up at the airport and I put, you know, I, I go in the back to, to put my, my suitcase in the trunk and I open the trunk and I see a pair of hay pennies <laughs> that, that you designed. That's wild. And I was like, are you kidding me? so crazy that was absolutely nuts and and the f something you did in portland right yes that traveled all the way to atlanta in the back of a trunk of a car and because it was her favorite pairs of shoes and i saw that like right. i saw the direct connection you're talking about that you are impacting people's psyche through yeah. through through a pair of sneakers Absolutely. Like mm. Even at MTV, every day, like you're dealing with a new nostalgia brand. You deal with a lot of new stuff too, but like brands that are either being reinvigorated, rethought, and then re um, reconfigured for a slightly different demographic or a new uh, multimedia platform. Mm -hmm. And then you're always thinking like, what is the connection to the past? What is the connection to the future? How does this relate <laughs> to right now? And then what How am I a solving for... Um, a problem that needs to be solved for can we just bring back previous equity and does that still hold hold water or do we need to break this whole thing down with a sledgehammer and then you know rebuild it from the ground hey, up with new materials that's what the Knicks are asking themselves every day <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Uh, what is up with that, dude? They no Zion, no Kyrie. Although Kyrie to the Nets is interesting, and then KD with ugh, brutal, yeah, brutal, it's brutal. It's brutal. You know, that's constant, constant question, man. Do we break it up? Do we build it back? Like know. it's, you know, I don't know. Do you have to almost as an artist remove yourself from that and just go with your gut? Oh, that was a lot of fun to listen to. That was just the first part of our two-part conversation with Ahmed Klink and Juan Carlos Pagan. So come back next week on Monday again just to hear the second part. We talk uh, about a lot more stuff as well as who actually owns the website stefansegmeister.com. It's pretty funny. You can find this podcast at iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure if you want to listen to every episode, go to firstgenburden.com. We're active on Instagram now, so go to at FirstGenBurden if you want to find us on social medias. Also, you can find me, your host, Rich2, at Rich underscore TU on the various social medias. Also, again, thank you to Listening Party in Canal Street Market, uh, where this was recorded. It's a great environment, and also check those guys out for all the other great podcasts on their channels. You can follow them at Listening Party Presents, at Listening Party Presents, and also at 
Canal Street Market on social media. And thanks to the Des Gin team for their support. Ben Sounds on Music. Thank you for checking out Season 4 of First Gen Burden. Be safe, everyone. See you next week. Bye.